Welcome. It's always lovely to have your company. Sarah filling in for Jane. Uh, Jane has lost her voice. Someone that probably could help her with that is our lovely Dennis Stewart. Lovely to have you on the show well, as always, you, Jane. Dennis. That's lovely. Thank you. Look, um, we're talking about something pretty special today. Mm. You've brought in a cutting of a very special plant. You've been telling me the benefits. Now, it's called Vitex Agnes Castus, and That's apparently great. women in particular really benefit from this. Vitex Agnes Castus is probably the most important uh, herbal remedy for women, particularly to cover many of the functional conditions that ladies experience. We'll talk a bit about this most exciting remedy that's used by women. Dennis, firstly, you've brought in a, a cutting today mm. uh, of this tree. Now, kind of the cutting looks like it could be lavender if you're yes. fr from a distance. It's yes. got some purpley uh, flowers on mm. there. It's quite pretty. Vitex agnus castus. Look, it's also known as chaste tree. That's its common name. And it's a very interesting herb with a lot of hormonal ramifications. The name chaste tree, interestingly, came from the observation that was made during the Middle Ages that the berries of Vitex agnus castus, if they were used regularly uh, by monks, it led to a quietening down of amorous activity. Oh. And so it got known as chaste tree. Now, we, we used to laugh <laughs> at that until we now do realise that the hormonal characteristics of the herb don't work in the best interests of the male, but they work Unless very, very well. Unless you're a monk, well. of course, and that's probably in their interest. <laughs> that could help. Yes. But it works very, very well uh, for women's conditions, particularly those conditions that assert themselves in what we call the second stage of the period from, mm -hmm. of the menstrual cycle, from ovulation through to menstruation, where many women out there would acknowledge that that stage of their cycle can be quite distressing. Oh, it can be characterised by what's called the premenstrual syndrome. And we used to, well, not, I never ever saw it in, a, in any sort of jocular sense, but it was frequently looked at as, as something that was not really there. It was just a woman's problem. A doctor, uh, Dr. Katerina Dalton, an English doctor, wrote a, a wonderful work entitled uh, Once a Month, in which she gave a physiological and medical explanation as to the reality of the premenstrual syndrome and the causative basis of it, which she put forward as being associated with a progesterone deficiency. And she began to treat the condition in the UK with progesterone medication. Now, I took on board the thesis of that work and looked for something that was working along similar lines in herbal medicine. And I found it in the writings of a very uh, well-experienced and uh, very highly regarded medical herbalist in the UK, Captain Geoffrey Whitehouse, um, a very pucker Englishman, but who was a very, very senior and well-regarded herbalist. And he put forward Vitex Agnus Castus as having significant progesterone possibilities and saw it in a similar way to, to that which Dr. Katerina Dalton saw progesterone therapy. And he used it oh. for a lot of those conditions. So I gave, as far as I'm aware, I gave the first lectures in Australia on the potential of Vitex Agnus Castus to address conditions wow. frequently referred to or colloquially referred to as progesterone deficiency symptoms and used it and, and quite successfully um, in treating things like the premenstrual syndrome with its breast tenderness, its depression, its irritability, 
and of course some of the other things that occur in that in that stage things like skin conditions yes. can assert themselves and we had great results and as a result of that uh, i led the industry and the profession down the pathway of developing sophisticated preparations of vitex agnus castus which are now readily available in our pharmacies and health food store although here again one really should uh, realize that the herb is very medicinal and uh, much more so than what many people think, and that's how I harness it, and very, very successfully do I harness it in using the correct dose in addressing sometimes conditions a little bit more serious than uh, than some that I've already mentioned. So it's a great remedy for, for women. It's a great remedy to handle a lot of the depressional states associated with that stage from ovulation to menstruation. Well, I can say this very seriously, mm. Dennis. Why did I not know this mm. about 15 mm. years ago? Because mm. you're right. When, the, when when you're hormonal, there is a real yep. feeling of um, hopelessness. You can feel that depression. Uh, a mm. lot of women acknowledge it. And mm. I think it would create a, a happier female. I know my husband would be a bit happier too. And I'm not making light of that because it can be an awful time. Well, I had a, a very interesting experience with that. Listeners will be fascinated with this. Uh, after 40 years in practice, I can reflect back on some very interesting cases. And I had a very uh, large practice at Warunga in the early 80s. And um, I remember um, a, a, a gentleman ringing me up subsequent to my talking on Vitex on an ABC program. And I was back in my rooms at uh, Warunga. And this gentleman rang up who was a well-known uh, paediatrician. Right in Sydney, who lived in a very auspicious part right. of the Southern Highlands. And he said, look, he said, if that stuff is as good as what you say it is, he says, and I'll use his words, I'm going to send my wife to you. <laughs> and I thought, hello, here's another chauvinist. But anyway, his wife did come. And the story was that she was so out of sorts premenstrually that it had impacted significantly on their relationship. Right. Very seriously. Now, that woman was one of the most startling cases where Vitex Agnes Castus changed her whole experience of her cycle. Wow. And it was attested to by her husband months down the track, subsequently ringing me up and confessing that he wasn't really a believer in herbal medicine, but Vitex had changed the, uh, the condition of his wife, which he interpreted as a medical condition. Yes. Had changed it. It had, in a sense, saved their relationship. Yep. And uh, that was one case at Barunga, but it has been duplicated over many, many years that this is a remarkable herb, shouldn't be laughed at. Most, one of the most popularly prescribed herbs for, for female conditions in Europe. Well, watch this space. I'm going to go get some reckon? after the show and give me a couple of months, I'll let you know, okay? <laughs> we might go to some calls now if that's okay, Dennis. Okay. 49216216. We've got Sue in Belmont. Now, you've got a, a question for Dennis. Uh, yes, Dennis. Uh, I've got a friend that's not living in this area and uh, she has a son that ha is making too much iron. Yes. Unfortunately, he's taken after his mum. He he does do some uh, part-time uni yes. and he's working full-time. He's yes. very, very tired, very yes. dark around the eyes. Yes. Yes. Is there anything for someone that makes too much iron? Look, this condition is a medical condition, Sue. Yes. Um, does his mother have something like hemochromatosis? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. But in, in, in any case, it is a medical condition mm -hmm. and there wouldn't be that much 
that, right. that I could recommend from a complementary medical perspective. It's well, mm. it's well managed within the mainstream, Sue. Right, okay. Okay, well, I'll pass that on to her. Okay, thank you, Sue. All right, Sue. Right, thank you very much. Thank you for your call. We're going to go to Cathy now in Wall's End. Uh, Cathy, are you on hands-free? And if so, can you take us off, please? Um, yes, I can. I'll take you off hands-free. Great. Now, you've got a question about Astragalus 8 for Dennis. Okay. Um, I'm just not sure how to take myself off hands-free. Um, I do have a question. I'll try and get it out. Um, I'm, I've been treated for polymyalgia rheumatica. And uh, I'm doing it hard after 12 months. Um, I've got down to 10, 10 milligrams of prednisone. I'm uh, sorry, Kathy. I, I'm going to go to another call because Dennis is struggling to hear you. It's very noisy. So if you want to hold on, we'll try and come back to you if you can get us off hands-free, okay? Oh, okay. We're, we're going to go to... Right other, now, okay, perfect. All right. Please, please, right yeah, if you could start again. Yep, Kathy, if you could start again, that'll be great. Okay, we're going to go to Dawn now from Katara, and I think she's gone as well, Dennis. There you go. We've had a lot of luck with the phones so far. Yes. 49216216. Look, if you have a clear line, uh, please give us a call because hands-free does, makes it very hard for us to hear. Uh, have we got a caller here for Dennis? Hello. Who have we got? Dawn. Hello, Dawn. Now, can uh, you've got a question for Dennis. I have, yes. Hello, Dawn. Oh, hello, Dennis. Uh, oh, Mr. Stewart. I've, I've recently purchased MSM powder. Mm. Um, and I was wondering if you know about it or do you sell it or... or well, why, um, why, why did you purchase it, Dawn? For body aches and pains and arthritis and that sort of thing. I bought it when I was in Queensland. Okay. And um, I'm hoping it's going to work. Look, it's, the, the, it, it's, one, it's one of those preparations that's frequently found in, in over-the-counter products, usually in conjunction, or not usually, but frequently in conjunction with, uh, with glucosamine and chondroitin. Um, it's, yes. it's, it's put forward as having some useful uh, anti-inflammatory characteristics. Um, mm. um, I, to be honest with you, I don't use a lot of it, not because I don't believe in it, but I, I have a greater uh, favour uh, for, for some of the things that I've already mentioned, like glucosamine, chondroitin, and more of the older anti-inflammatory agents like the willow bark and even some of the newer ones such as turmeric. Um, well, so, I'm allergic to seafood, things from the sea, yeah, so okay. I think the chondroitin is the one uh, I can't you, you might have a worry with that, mightn't you? Look, it's, it's, it's got a reputation, Dawn. It's not something that I can vouch for because I've not used it as such, but the literature does support its use to a degree, and certainly it's a very popular and highly regarded product in the, in the health food network. So I would give it a go. The, the only thing that I would say, from what I recollect, it's a fairly expensive substance, is it not? Cathy is back. Hello, Cathy. Hello. Um, how are you? I'm well, Cathy. How are you? I'm very well. I'm not very well, Dennis, okay, but okay. Um, I'm, I'm very well in my head. Good. Dennis, um, I'm feeling very sorry for myself. About two years ago when I finished work, I contracted atrial fibrillation, oh which is being held with some pretty heavy heart medication. Yes. And then last year I seemed to have picked up polymyalgia rheumatica. Yes. Um, and I've struggled this year to get to 10 milligrams to hold 
so that, you know, I can walk the dogs and do those sorts of things. So you're on, you're on 10 now, are you? Uh, I'm on, on 10 now. Have you been down um, to 5? No. But no, I haven't got, haven't got lower than 10. Your specialist would be seeking to take you down that pathway. We're looking to get to 7.5 okay. um, as, a, as a short-term goal. Yes. But, Dennis, I, I heard last week you talking about um, Astragalus 8 mm-hmm. um, as a boost for the immune system because I've been a very active person. Um, this has flattened me. Um, I lack energy, I sleep poorly, all of those sorts of things. Mm. But I was just wondering if there's any interaction with um, Astragalus 8 and prednisone. You're also taking other medication, are you not? I am, yes. Look, I would, uh, off the cuff, I couldn't see any overt uh, contraindication between that and prednisone uh, that you're taking, although you can only get clarification finally from that or pertaining to that from uh, your specialist or from your pharmacist that's supplying it to you. But off off the cuff, I couldn't see um, how there could be an interaction. But again, I would be more concerned about some of the other cardiovascular medication you might be taking. And here again, again, I can't ever recollect uh, Astragalus 8 interacting with any cardiovascular medication, but I don't know your cardiovascular medication. And I think that if... Uh, you were to take anything, regardless of whether it be uh, astragalus 8 or other things, it would be wise to ensure that what you were going to take, whether it be astragalus or other things, would not interact. Because many, many listeners do not appreciate that simply because the thing is natural, uh, a natural medicine, and, and is put forward as being safe per se, whilst there is a degree of truth associated with that, um, you must also appreciate that natural things can be problematical if they are taken ignorantly, uh, particularly with complex medical treatments. So I can only come back on my experience and say that Astragalus 8, I have never seen it in the many years that I have been using it interact with, with, with medications per se. But again, any case where the person is taking multiple medications needs to be looked at and make sure that any supplement that's taken in conjunction with it uh, is passed by your medical manager or by your supplying pharmacist. Oh, okay. But am I on the right track that if I'm okay to take it, that will alleviate some of my um, energy and tiredness and all of that? That would be an appropriate treatment? Well, I see astragalus 8 as being a specific remedy for addressing many fatigue states, admittedly fatigue states that are the corollary to usually viral infections. The most common experience would be people that have experienced the Epstein-Barr virus or what we call glandular fever, subsequently Mm -hmm. experiencing a long period of time of of, um, fatigue or tiredness. Astragalus 8 has worked so well in that area that I've actually written a paper on it which you and other listeners could purchase, or not purchase, but obtain free of charge from my rooms in, in Alma Road. I, oh, would, okay. I, would, I could not see any reason why it couldn't be used to address the fatigue component of your condition successfully. Yeah. successfully. Mm. Good luck with that, Cathy. It does sound like, you know, if you get it cleared with, with mm. your GP, that, um, that, that could be quite useful. We're going to go to Maureen now from Hamelin Terrace. Uh, you've got a question about facial flushes, Maureen. Yes, um, I do. Um, thank you, Dennis, for talking to me. Pleasure, pleasure. I, thank you. Um, yes, I'm being plagued. I'm postmenopausal. Mm-hmm. I'm 
70. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I can't understand why I'm getting this dreadful facial flushing. I can't have a glass of wine. <laughs> I can't um, wear any makeup anymore. Um, I can't go into a warm room. Um, and it's just quite uncomfortable, actually. I was just wondering okay. if you had any suggestions. Now, have you had this since you uh, went through the, the change? No, it's just no. A, it's just emerged lately, has it? Yes, in the last few months. And, now, and I mm-hmm. actually did have a slight touch of rosacea, which wasn't okay. severe before. Okay, but that's, that's what I was leading towards, that sometimes yeah. these uh, red uh, facial conditions interpreted as a, as a, uh, a flush... Uh, uh, can sometimes be associated with a, a low-grade level of what we call rosacea. And, yes. and that uh, your doctor has had a look at the condition, has he, Maureen? Uh, look, I think I'm in the too hard basket, Dennis. Okay, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I've it, actually, Tay, I've uh, got the um, uh, Clomara patches for, um, you know, for the hormone levels, and apparently the hormone levels are fine. Okay. So I, I would be... Uh, I, I would be wanting to get a little bit more clarification on it, uh, right. but but uh, a remedy that always comes to my mind when I hear of these sorts of, how can you call them, problematical and ill-defined uh, flush conditions that some ladies experience, try, right. try a preparation of sage. Sage. Now, there is a lovely little tea that would be available uh, in your health food store. It's produced by Hilda Hem. H-E-M-M-E, I think it is, Hilda Hem. She's renowned for her uh, herbal products. And yeah. um, I purchased uh, the uh, the sage tea that her company manufactures when I was, uh. in, Ar- when I was in Armidale uh, only a couple of weeks ago. I was very yeah. impressed with its packaging. It, uh-huh. it, it has uh, got claims on it which coincide with some of your distress. I would, okay. I would purchase a packet of that. It's very, very economic. Right. And uh, it wouldn't be too bad to take, put it that way. Try oh, so, it's quite try palatable, s- isn't it? Uh, well, how, do I, okay. how do I spell that, H? And, uh, well, it's Hilda Hem, H-E-M-M-E. That's the, H-E- na- that's the name of the dear lady. And yeah. the, the product that, that she manufactures is a tea of what's called red sage. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Maureen. And we're going to go uh, to Jan from East Maitland. I wonder if this is the same tea. Jan, uh, you heard Dennis talking about a tea a couple of weeks ago for cystitis. Yes, it was on the 10th of November and it was recommended for cystitis. I probably mentioned Buku. Sorry, what was it? Buku, B-U-C-H-U, Buku. B-U-C-H-U, that was it because I knew it started with B. It's botanically known as Barosma betulina. It is a South African herb. Um, it's still cultivated and marketed from South Africa, and it has a constituent in it known as a, an essential oil. Now, that essential oil is latent in the leaves, the dried leaves of buku, and uh-huh. has a reputation for antiseptizing. That's a better term to use than an antibiotic action. It's a, it has an antiseptic effect on the, uh-huh. on the urinary tract, uh, or okay. if, you, if you like to call it a, a cleansing effect, and it's a, a very well-documented herb. In fact, in some of the older editions of the British Pharmaceutical Codex, and I suspect even the British Pharmacopoeia, certainly post or prior to Second World War, you'll find uh-huh. it was very, very popularly used, even uh-huh. by mainstream medicine. It's, uh-huh. used, it's still used by people like myself, and it very rarely lets me down. The only, uh-huh. th- the only thing that I would say is that if you are a chronic cystitis sufferer, it is probably uh, better for you 
to to stay on it for some time, even if you only have, say, a cup of it a day, uh-huh. until you are convinced that uh, the condition is doing better or resolved. So okay. buku tea, uh, take it also in conjunction with, say, a cranberry preparation, a, a high-strength cranberry tablet. The, com- uh-huh. the combination of both is not a bad way to uh, to address this wretched condition that, okay. ma- that many women experience. Buku tea. All okay. right. And at the health food shops or...? Well, well, Jan, if you can't get it there, you can always get it at my rooms in 39 Alma Road, New Lambton. I always suggest that you try your local health food store and pharmacy first up. But some of the remedies that I mention are not popular remedies because a lot of the good old remedies have been lost even to the health food store and pharmacy network because more glamorous products have come along. Buku is a simple, straightforward, workable tea. If you can't get it where you are, wander down to to Alma Road or even to Bowen's practice in in, um, Cumberland Street, Cessna. All right. Thank you very much, Jan. 49216216 is our number. We're talking health naturally with Dennis Stewart today. Uh, We're going to go to Sheldon now in Tanilba Bay. You've got a question for Dennis Stewart. G'day, Dennis. How are you, mate? I'm well. How are you? Good, thank you. I well, have um, peripheral myopathy. I well, think that's how you say it. That's as a result of chemotherapy. As a result of chemotherapy. Yes. Look, I wish I could offer you something there, Sheldon. But peripheral uh, myopathy is a difficult condition. Your doctor has probably told you that. And as, oh, yes. And as far yes. as I'm aware, and and um, you know, I can only say that as far as I'm aware, there is nothing in our system of medicine that could retrieve this condition for you. I'm sorry about it. Oh, gee. Uh, thanks for that. <laughs> no, that's all good. Okay, thanks, Sheldon. Uh, Dennis, for those of us, it's obviously yeah. quite a complex yeah. one. What is it, well, very briefly? My, my, myopathy is when you've lost uh, muscle functioning oh. and peripheral um, myopathy um, I'm, I'm presuming he's meaning peripheral myopathy and not peripheral neuropathy. But uh, if if the condition is peripheral myopathy, it means that he's lost muscle function right. in, in his legs, essentially. Ah, oh, goodness. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yucky. All right. We're going to go to Anthony now in Morissette. Now, you're calling on behalf of your wife. She has a chronic cough, Anthony. Yes, that's correct. Okay, Anthony, um, ha- has your wife been investigated for the cough, Anthony? Yeah, we've been to specialists. They've had cameras down her throat and checked all the throat and the nasal passages out and different things. And okay. the okay. last uh, specialist she went to told her that it was probably stress. Okay. Okay. Look, um, the good thing about it is your wife has been investigated and the cough has been shown not to be associated with anything sinister. And what your okay. what your specialist is saying that it is probably an anxiety based cough condition. Um, I'm not going to contradict that, but there are a number of uh, herbs that are useful for a tracticable coughs, uh, non-productive coughs. And if you have a pharmacy at Morissette, and I'm pretty sure you do, um, you, you should be able to get up, get made up a medicine on the following three herbs, which the pharmacist or his assistant uh, might well know about. Uh, if there is a naturopath working in the pharmacy, they would know the herbs that I'm going to mention. And I know these herbs do help chronic conditions because my wife has had a chronic cough and has benefited from them. Um, have you got a pencil and paper? Um, hang on one sec. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. all right. We can, okay. yeah, we can let the, you know off air also. The, 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 the liquid herbs would be sundew, 
Sanjay. Yep. Grindelia, G-R-I-N-D-E-L-I-A. Grindelia. And Whorehound. Yep. Okay. Whorehound, white whorehound. Therese in Newcastle, uh, you've got rosacea on the chin. Yes, I have, and I was listening to you, and I wondered whether the red sage tea uh, would uh, assist with it. Look, it, David mentioned it. It, it, it probably wouldn't, uh, Therese. Um, it, it, on the other hand, giving it a go is not going to cost you any serious money. Sage tea is very, no. very inexpensive. Is it just restricted to your chin? Yes, it is. And is it pustular or just red? It's it's pustular. Okay. You on antibiotics? No, I just uh, use rosacea, uh, the cream rosex. Okay. Look, yes. um, I ha- in my, I mentioned my um, practice at, uh, that I had at Moronga in the eighties, and my receptionist there, a delightful lady, uh, kept her rosacea at bay. Now, admittedly, it was fairly um, mild, but she kept her rosacea at bay by using what was called the GA cream. Now, you probably heard the GA cream. It's not readily available, but you could get it from my rooms at New Lambton. The GA cream is based on what's called glycrotinic acid. And don't be overawed by that. That's just the chemical constituent of the herb licorice. Now, that has a a very good reputation for uh, stimulating an anti-inflammatory benefit in areas that have been infected, affected by rosacea or other conditions, and it is equally yes. it is equally popularly used as an agent to promote uh, how can I call it uh, rehabilitation or healing of the skin that may well have yes. been affected as a result of continual breakout. So, mm-hmm. um, the, what you, the cream you're using has a very good reputation, but if you're not entirely happy with it, I suggest. If you're going to give the sage tea a go, well, that's well and good. Uh, I'd put a question mark against your expectation from it, but it's not going to cost yes. you anything. But the GA yeah. cream would be something that I think uh, would offer you some uh, some possibility to raise. Right. It isn't something that you can cure, I've been told. Isn't something that you can cure? Yes. Oh, look at... Right, so I, sure. I, I, I don't want to get into a debate with my medical people on this, but... I would put a bit of a question mark against that statement because uh, uh, over many, many years um, I've noticed that uh, herbal medicine uh, can benefit this condition. If uh, perhaps using the word cure is not a, a good term to use, management is probably a better term. Better. And, and yeah. I, I remember treating a lady from Abermain who was probably the worst case of rosacea I'd seen in my life. Her condition was so, so facial that she, in fact, was embarrassed as to, as to going out. And uh, yes. the, thing that, the, thing that, the thing that gave her the breakthrough was a combination of liquid herbs that I prescribed for my rooms at, um, in, in Cessnock at Sally Barnes' practice. She did well on that, sufficiently well, to see the thing decline to the extent that she was able to establish somewhat of a social life again. So I'm not entering into the debate as to whether it's curable. All I'm yes. saying is I have found it to be, in some cases, ma- manageable. Manage correct, yes. Therese. Yes. Correct. Good yes. luck with it, well, Therese. Thank you. thank you, Therese. And taking your calls on 49216216, Jerry in Terrigal, uh, you've got a question about your daughter and vitamin B12. I am. Thank you very much. Hi, Dennis. Hello. How are you, Jerry? Uh, well, thank you. Good, We've been good. patients of yours for about uh, 25 years, and we have great respect for you, and thank you. Um, we brought Emily to see you. When- 
Well, I think he's uh, dropped out he's there. He's dropped out. That's a pity. Yeah, that yeah, is a pity. A pity. Uh, give us a call back, Jerry. Obviously, uh, you've got a question, and Dennis would love to answer it. Now, we had um, we had Sheldon on the line mm. before, and he thought that he had peripheral yeah. myopathy. And I said to you, I'm pretty sure it'll be peripheral neuropathy that he has, which he has. You do. Is that correct, <laughs> Sheldon? That's exactly what. That's exactly what it is. Yes. Look, Sheldon, um, there's a little bit of um, information about alpha-lipoic acid and alpha-lipoic acid. It's a, okay. it's a pharmaceutical substance. Um, the, the literature that I have suggests that it's, it's, it's not likely to do anything when it's taken as oral medication. It may have to be medically um, administered. Google up alpha-lipoic acid and peripheral neuropathy. It's a long shot. I'm not in any way at all saying, hey, I've found the cure for it. That would be absurd. But there is a little bit uh, floating around about alpha-lipoic acid and, uh, and its use in some trials as being somewhat useful for peripheral neuropathy. Will my oncologist know about that stuff? He sh- well, he may or may not. It's not a substance that is, is, is well-known even in our circles. Um, I have a, 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 how can I call it, somewhat of a monograph in one of my texts back at, uh, at New Lambton. If you ring my New Lambton number, 49562321, and ask them to send you a copy on that substance, okay. I'll make what sure... What that number? 49562321. I'll make sure that a copy is sent to you you can read it, and if you think it worthwhile, discuss it then with you, your medical managers. Excellent. Thank you very much, Sheldon. Hopefully that uh, helps or gives you some information at the very least. Now, we've got Jerry back. He dropped out before. Hello, Jerry. Thank you. Hi. Thank you very much. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Dennis. I'll oh, be good. really quick. Thank That's you. Okay. Um, we uh, Once again, we brought him to see you, and you diagnosed her instantly with uh, lactose intolerance. Yes, yeah. And we've had amazing respect for you okay. for all those years. Um, now, Emily was in London for two years, yes. and she came back with a, a B12 vitamin um, deficiency. deficiency. Yes. Now, uh, we've really encouraged her to go and see you, the naughty girl. And uh, do, do you think that is a good idea? Well, the first thing I'd say is, uh, is she on any um, unusual diet? Uh, not really. We're really solid, made it solid when she got home. Plenty of steaks, plenty of vegetables, plenty okay. of good food, okay. and lots of sunshine. Okay. And uh, she is having, I don't know whether I should say this, but she is having injections at the moment for that, yes. for look, that deficiency. Look, to be quite honest with you, Jerry, she's on the right track. If, if, her, if her B12 has been medically shown to be low, in my, okay. in my opinion, injection therapy is the best way to go to bring it up to a level that then yep. should be worked out to keep it at that level. Lovely. Thank you very much. Now you're Dennis. on the right track there, Jerry. Yeah, terrific. All the best and thanks for taking us. Thanks, thank you, Jerry. Jerry. And we're going to go to Karen now. We are talking health naturally. You've got a question for Dennis Stewart. Good afternoon, Dennis. Hello, Kerry. Or Karen, I should say. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah. I've got bursitis mm-hmm. in my arm. Yes. I've had an um, ultrasound and x-ray yes. done yes. and the pain is just unbelievable. Okay. What are you taking for it, Karen? Um, I'm not on anything at the moment. All I, I shouldn't say that. All I'm um, the Panadol osteoids. Okay. Does that give you some relief? No. Okay. Look, it's not a, a and, you, and your doctor hasn't suggested anything uh, like a cortisone injection or anything like that. He doesn't seem to think that it would work. Okay. All right. Um, fair enough. A couple of little things I'd recommend quickly: uh, use some stiff sore and sorry. 
Yes, I am actually of a night time. But uh, some people say heat, some people say cold. If if it is a chronic condition, which yours seemingly is, I think the uh, the the use of of that preparation is appropriate. Mm-hmm. So I'd use that. And the other thing that I would suggest you try, and you must have heard me talk about it frequently, go and get a, a high potency uh, preparation based on curcumin. Curcumin. And some willow bark. Okay, then. Now, both those herbs, again, uh, would stand some investigation. You can Google them up and mm-hmm. see that they are credible, they are useful, um, they're not overstated. Uh, willow bark in particular is very old-fashioned and yet still the most well-documented natural mm-hmm. anti-inflammatory. Um, okay. Frequently it can be even got in a capsule or a tea form. And mm-hmm. curcumin preparations are newer preparations and come in various potencies. Um, go to your health food store or pharmacy, tell them you want a high-quality curcumin-based product, take it in conjunction with, say, some willow bark tea and, mm-hmm. and use a little bit or use the preparation stiff, sore and sorry. Okay, then. I'll give that a go then, right. Give it a go. You've got everything to gain, Karen, and not much to lose, have you? Oh, thank you very much, Karen. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>